Cincinnati's ready for the Big 12. It's, it was time for them. I am fired up. It's yeah. a blessing to be able to be in this league with y'all, you know, putting on for UC. gentlemen welcome back to the go beer cats podcast part of the cats keller social club i am your host brandon and as you can see here if you're watching on youtube we had to bring the man back for a second time we have darren russell again in back-to-back weeks darren welcome back into the show man thanks yeah i'm apparently a hot commodity uh, this week you have seen a steep rise you you have you've debuted on the go beer cats podcast and that parlayed into a live appearance on Q102. Mm-hmm. So uh, who knows where you're going to be next? You'll probably be the next sideline reporter for ESPN. <laughs> well, I can't forget where I came from, right? My humble beginnings here. I'm going to exactly. go cats. <laughs> yeah, we had to get you on here a second time before before you take off uh, completely. But we, uh, I thought it was cool to, to have you back on here right after the game. We have a lot to talk about. We want to talk about tailgate recap nipper the game preview a little bit about pit uh but i thought it was, it was cool to to bring you back on here because last week we were just talking about what we'd be looking for uh you know with the team offense defense we, we had a, a lot of things that we were looking for and now we finally got a taste of what bearcats football could be this season uh i know it was against eku but we can only uh sort of dissect what we've seen so far yeah, um, I mean, it, that couldn't have gone better um, based on wanting to have, you know, with so many unanswered questions, new coach, new players, uh, you know, new new uh, conference. Uh, you know, that's, a, that's about as good as a debut as you can ask for. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. We're going to get into all of that and more, but you're, you're a vet on here now. You know, before we get into anything too crazy, it's time for a beer. I went with the West Side Oktoberfest here. Of course, this is brought to you by the Delhi Liquor Store. And now that we're officially in tailgate season, they're your one-stop shop for everything you need. I myself forgot to bring a cigar uh, on Saturday. I usually like to uh, to light one up at, at the den. Sort of, I just think it's, it's part of the part of the vibe. And I I forgot to to get one at the Delhi Liquor Store last week. I will be sure to bring one uh, when we host Miami Oxford uh, and officially the fake Miami. Uh, so uh, I'll be sipping on this throughout the show. Be sure to grab all my tailgating supplies that we might need at the liquor store. Uh, what about, what about you, Darren? You, uh, you got any uh, hairy dog for the evening? Um, I decided to go a little straight edge today, you know, recovery. Uh, so I'm just going with a craft soda um, at Virgil's uh, root beer. There we go. Feeding out there. There we go. Uh, you know, being off tomorrow on uh, Labor Day, I thought you know I could I could have a beer again tonight. So so why not? Uh, I had, we had plenty of them at the tailgate. That's a great segue to, to right into the tailgate. We week one of the tailgate at the Den is officially in the books. Uh, I thought it went very well. It was very packed. Uh, nice to see some familiar faces and some new ones there as well. Uh, it threw me off that we the 
the tap on the trailer is functioning. I, I wasn't, I don't know why I wasn't prepared for that, but uh, that's a cool little, cool little thing we got there on, on the trailer. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things you think, you know, you've been around long enough. You always, you know, you've probably spied it over there and wonder about its story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, when was it used last? Uh, when did they get that? Has it ever been used? Um, but yeah, no, we, we uh, decided to do kegs this year um, for the tailgate to start off. And, you know, help supplement the community cooler a little bit. Um, you know, again, we added to the war chest, got a keg of Cincy Light. Um, almost less at the whole tailgate. We might need to yeah. either bring two kegs or, or, you know, get a smaller half keg of something else to, you know, help polish that off when that's all gone. Yeah, not not bad at all. The uh, City Bird is that the, the the chicken tenders we had? Is that what the place is called? Yeah, those were those were solid as well. Uh, come early though, because it was it was packed. I was not, you know, the who who knew what the the crowd at EK for a EKU was going to be. Right, obviously we it was a it was an official sellout, but still it was ninety degrees, uh, super hot, super sunny. So uh, wasn't sure what the tailgate scene was going to be like. Well, yeah, yeah, it was really impressive to to see everybody show up. I, I tell people, give somebody in Cincinnati something to root for, and they'll they'll show up as long as it's got Cincinnati in the name. Um, and and it's great we got to sell out because looking around the the you know whole division, yeah, that can't be the same for everybody else. You know, there's you know people who are good teams, uh, loyal fan bases, empty stands uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of teams, but not Cincinnati. Not at all. And if uh, if you didn't make it to, to the den this week and you're trying to check it out for the weeks that come, uh, definitely go to thedenuc.com and uh, learn a little bit more, sign up for a, a season pass or a game day pass or what have you. So uh, all are welcome at the den. I think that's the motto. I don't know, but it's uh, it's a good time. So Yeah, we're, we might be working on a new one. I, I know you saw me float the joke. Uh, seasonal friends, uh, seasonal friends, <laughs> seasonal friends uh, you know, because you know, there are some people you only see around football season, mm-hmm. <laughs> and true. and so it, you're not you know any less happy to see them, um, right. but you only see right. them around a certain time. Um, but yeah, everybody's welcome. Um, I mean, it was it was a great time. I mean, you you couldn't tell uh, <laughs> that. I mean, we were scrambling to get stuff set up. It, it, it felt that smooth. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I, I showed up a little bit late, got a, a later start on my day than what I liked. But uh, yeah, when I showed up, everything was well-oiled machine. So uh, just one of the, one of the perks uh, of showing up at a place like the Den that has everything covered. So uh, looking forward to, to being back. We've got a week off or with the Bearcats at Pitt on, on Saturday. We're definitely going to talk about that. Uh, but then we'll, we'll be here for the, uh, the victory bell and see if we can't win it for like a 50th time in a row. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and of course the, the, we do watch parties as well. I want to say mm-hmm. that we're at lot 16. Um, oh yeah. At the, at the, um, the levy. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. I, yeah. I did see uh, I did see that post. That place, I don't know if you guys are listeners or, or, or you, Darren, have been there. I've been there once. Uh, I, I blogged about it on the uh, Club. Check that out if you're wondering what it's like before you go down there. Uh, but it is one of the coolest atmospheres for a brewery in the city. So cool spot there. That'll be a, a fun place to watch the game for sure. Looking forward to going down there a few times. 
Yeah. Uh, let's tailgate success. See you. See you again soon. Well, Earlier last week, they uh, the, the university sort of announced some upgrades or some changes uh, in or around Nippert. Did anything catch your eye as you were walking into the stadium or your game day experience that you thought stood out? Um, I know there's some things I wanted to try out. Um, and the fiance was supposed to join me, but she was feeling a little under the weather. Um, but you know, we were really excited they extended officially uh, TUC into the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know good place to go hide out when it gets hot outside for a sec or, you know, get some other snacks and beverages. I know they were trying to talk, set up as a grab and go as well. Uh, didn't get a chance to check that out. I wanted to get some of the smash burgers across the, uh, the stadium. Um, yeah. And, you know, with the heat and everything, people kind of started to file out earlier, you know, mm-hmm. with the, <laughs> the beat down occurring. Um, so I, you know, took it upon myself to grab some food for a short line, uh, you know, late third quarter couldn't make it all the way over across to the smash burger. So I stopped for uh, some food on the, un- the underside of the press box. Uh, pretty good burgers and fries. Uh, nice. You know, water. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I sat in, in 134, like right in front of stadium view, basically. And that's where I thought the smash burger was going to be. Yeah. Uh, but they, I definitely did not see it there. Uh, at least I didn't see it. Like, you know, I kind of like walked past two of the, two of the booths. There's the, the Donato's where you can get the, uh, whatever the pastrami sandwich is it's it looks giant uh i skipped that because that looked a little too heavy but the smash burger piqued my interest but I, I could not find it there at stadium view so uh i'll have to i don't know i have to double check where that's supposed to be yeah i'm over uh, in 116 um mm-hmm. uh, that's still called the young alumni section i'm not sure uh <laughs> i'm aged out of that officially uh <laughs> but i like my seats um the pastrami sandwich or i don't even know if it's pastrami, is that a pastrami sandwich or a reuben um somebody came over and in the heat it was smelling pretty pungent uh yeah that's definitely more of a a fall sandwich yeah uh, 90 degree sandwich tastes less but (laughs) you know another place and i'm kind of uh weary of of putting this out over the airwaves because i don't want too many people to to discover this but the cat skeller being a part of nippert now uh was super clutch uh, because like after you know being at the tailgate and sitting through the first quarter, uh, you know I didn't want to miss that, and we were what four for four on on scoring and possessions. I was like, I'm gonna go walk around, check some stuff out. I found the cat skeller. It was like a crisp like 68 degrees in there. Uh, bought a Cincy light, and they had the TVs on in the game, and it was not not halfway full of people when I was in there. So uh, definitely a cool spot to check out if you can find it. Uh, definitely be using that resource more as we go into the season. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, you bring up a good point. I'm going to take care of yourself out in the heat. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, if you if you feel like it's too much, head inside. It's a good place to go to. I know I saw a picture of your uh, ice sculpture that they had mm-hmm. for the Cincy Light. Yeah. Um, was it a, was it an ice luge or was it just the sculpture? They actually they actually had two of them. They had like they had one guy, which I don't know how he got this job, but he was probably the luckiest guy there. <laughs> they had a the Cincy Light bar, ice bar. I didn't get a picture of that, and like he was just standing there serving Cincy lights off of it the whole game. And then across from it was the thing that I took a picture of. You could like, I don't know, it was like an ice sculpture selfie station or whatever. I don't even know what that thing was, um, but th- definitely people were posing 
getting their picture like in the little window of it and whatnot. So yeah, that was kind of cool. And uh, definitely something uh, conversational piece to, to talk about as you're waiting in line for the bathroom or, some, or for some pizza or something. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely saw some of the, uh, um, you know, social club members taking photos, councilman, mm-hmm. uh, Chelsea, I, they posted some yep. photos in there. Look, it looked refreshing. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Least. I was, it looked like I wanted just to slide across it is what I wanted to do at several points throughout the day. Uh, but overall cool, cool little change ups, little, little things to, to tweak, uh, game day. Definitely want to, le- uh, look out for, for some more of those, um, Overall, good experience. Not, uh, I mean, I've never, can't say I've ever had a bad experience Experience in Nippert. Uh, and to top it off, the Bearcats throttled the Colonels. Throttled them. What's, uh, give me your uh, initial reaction on, on what you saw. Any, any takeaways? I'll, I'll leave it up to you. Let's talk a little bit of football here now. Yeah. Um, the offense uh, was, was firing. Um, you know, it, obviously you, you, there's a risk in going big because then sometimes you got to go home if you don't make it. Um, <laughs> not that we would have, you know, trailed or been in trouble, but maybe the game looks a little bit different if you don't get that immediate shot of energy. Um, but I mean, the, the, to be, have the ability to even go four for four and start out um, was great. Uh, defense, you know, held them for a while. There was uh, their first scoring drive. Uh mm-hmm. You know, we they they were opened up some lanes there, maybe some missed the assignments to to fill the holes. Uh, not exactly sure what happened there, um, but other than that, uh, defense played you know pretty well. Uh, if I had to see, say something to be cleaned up, uh, penalties for sure. Uh, there were mm-hmm. a few just dumb penalties. Uh, you know, like running into the kick the kicker. We we lucked out that, was, that it was yeah, only was running into the kicker. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and even yeah. he almost did a second time. <laughs> he pulled up a little bit at the end, but he was he was in he was firing. Uh, yeah, seven penalties for fifty five yards. Uh, I I did notice that there there weren't there might have been one maybe two. I can only recall one uh, pre snap penalties. You know, uh, offense got linemen twitching or jumping off sides. It seems like that plagued us for the past you know four or five years, and. Uh, I, I off the top of my head, I can only remember one instance of that happening on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you kind of just kind of facepalm the second it happened. It was like, oh, we're doing so well. Uh, why now? Uh, but I mean, mistakes are going to happen. Um, you just got to make sure you clean those up because a better team will make you pay for those ultimately. Yeah. Uh, Emory Jones, uh, great pocket, uh, pocket awareness overall, except for that one moment where he uh, took a strip sack. Um, yeah. He kind of, almost pump faked in the pocket, uh, you know, and you, you can't really do that with things breaking down around you like that. Um, you know, if you're going to pump you and bring it back down, you got to go at that point, um, or at least move up in the pocket. Um, but other than that, you can't really criticize him too much for that. Just a bad moment. I mean, other than that, he was cool, calm, collected. Uh, you, you swear he'd been playing here his whole life. Um, and yeah, it's, for, it's great to have him here. For the the first game inside of a, a a new stadium for a new team under a new coach, uh, I mean to go nineteen for twenty three with three hundred and forty five yards, only four incompletions. Uh, that's that's pretty wild. 
He had a QBR of 96.6, which is I don't know what the highest QBR for uh, you know a debut is, but that's that's got to be up there as far as you know Bearcats are concerned. Uh, accounted for seven touchdowns. Man was he was a man possessed on Saturday, and uh, I think we also got to look at who his favorite target is going to be. Uh, they, I mean, I, I tweeted this out that we got to give Xavier Henderson a nickname because hearing Xavier, Xavier, Xavier over and over again in Nippert is like, man, we got to give this, we got, we got to give this guy a nickname so we don't have to hear that ten times a game because he was, he was a stud on Saturday for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, he, he was everything that uh, was was hyped up to be. Uh, you really can't get uh, too mad at that at all. Um, I mean, just impressed. It, it was weird. It was weird seeing a number, you know, number eight yeah, <laughs> catching the yeah, ball uh, so many times. Uh, you know, because you think back, who's had that number over the past few years? Uh, he had okay productivity out of those guys, but um, I mean, I mean, there's no complaints about him. He's, you know, fu- his his uh, post game interview, funny guy, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, t- it, it, it's. It's a good thing to see guys like that get into uh, – I can't even call it getting into the system because the system is new to everybody, but but get into a new setting, jail uh, right away, mm-hmm. uh, you know, take on the school, accept the culture. Um, you could tell the, the quarterback and receiving unit as a whole, you know, ones and twos uh, were – almost in perfect scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and for like if the, all the headaches or heartaches of, you know, just watching that uh, room bleed guys over <laughs> the course of the off season and see it completely rebuilt and, and come out firing like that is a, uh, it makes me comfortable for next week. I will say. Yeah. So what do you, uh, I mean, receivers, they ate all day. I mean, uh, what, how many different, Everybody Five, got touched just about. One, uh, yeah, two, six different wide receivers scored a touchdown. That's that's pretty wild. Uh, so I think I again it's EKU, but I think they came out and the wide receivers had a little, had something to prove. I mean, some people were saying that they're going to be a great unit. We didn't really know for sure. I think they answered the call and and showed what they needed to show at least for for week one uh, against a inferior opponent for sure and i'm glad to see that because it's something to build on as we week two gets much harder yeah absolutely um and to to see you know we talked about it eku has you know one of the best quarterbacks at the fcs level Mm -hmm. best of the worst maybe is what you might want to call it um um, so i mean he's still a talent for sure um so so to see our defense still not get gashed up in moments, you know, um, from like the, the ones, twos and threes. Uh, I mean, that is a good sign because you, and you heard the murmurs. Oh, well, if this was a thick team, we'd be winning yeah, 38 to, to, to 15 or 17 or uh, uh, 20, 24 to, to seven, something like that. Um, yeah. So to see them come out and take care of business as they should, um, and not only that, uh, you know, spread the love on offense. Uh, everyone on the on defense getting their name called out at one point or another. 
Um, it's it's still a good sign, even against uh, a roster with less talent. For sure. And another good sign, I think, if, if we move to a different position group here, uh, the running backs, uh, you know, we saw Corey Kiner go over the, the century mark for, I think, just the second time in his career. Uh, but definitely good to see him get, o- get over that. He only he had th- 13 carries, which is almost double the next guy, Miles Montgomery. So uh, if that's, you know, revealing or if that's, you know, to show what's to come, uh, I don't know if anyone has, has a problem with it. He, he looked very solid in this first game. Uh, and after that, I, I did really think Miles Montgomery, as of yesterday, looked like that clear second back or, or, or one-two option with, with Kiner. Absolutely. Um, you know, almost like the back of the future kind of deal. It, you know, he's a he's a sophomore. So, you know, if he doesn't pop off, <laughs> you know, incredibly his junior year, uh, you know, we have him for this year, you know, junior year and senior mm-hmm. year, um, you know, after after Corey would leave. Um, so it was really impressive. Uh, I mean, that whole room, I think everyone made uh you know, made something of their chance. It was good to see Ryan out there playing, um, you know, to be a senior, to get pushed down the depth chart like that a little bit and still play with a good attitude. Uh, you want guys like that on your team. Ethan Ryan, you know, runs hard like usual, <laughs> fights for every yeah. single yard, even if it's just one. Um, I mean, quarterbacks, you know, ran well. Obviously, Avery uh, with his you know, probably the, the play of the day uh, on that scramble. Uh, the Brady's showing out. Uh, Drogish a little too much. I was worried. I'm like, hey man, you're gonna ruin your future before you even get started a little bit. But <laughs> he, when he was out there, I thought he was nervous. Like he was, he was bobbling the snap. He was kind of running around with a like a chicken with his head cut off. Uh, definitely some first game nerves for him when he got in late in the game. I thought. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, and maybe he didn't expect to be playing as a freshman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And being third on a depth chart like that as a true yeah. freshman, um, and you know you want to you want to read the tea leaves here a little bit. Yeah. I, I was kind of thinking about this, and I think in a normal situation, you put in your second string quarterback in this scenario, Lichtenberg, and then you just leave him in there, right? You want him to get the snaps. You're up fifty points or whatever. I think in a normal scenario, you just you just leave him in there. But I think the fact that Drogish got some snaps is kind of telling that they, you know, they do really like him. And I think they, you know, purposefully worked him in there to, uh, to get him some, some reps, which I think, you know, reading the tea leaves, you can, you can say like they're high on this guy. Cause if not, they'd have just left Lichtenberg in the entire time. Agreed. I think the second you saw them let Lichtenberg open it up and throw it, mm-hmm. you were like, all right, they're, everybody's probably going to get a, t- a touch here. If he's not the one running out the game, yeah. Leg and toss it around, you know. You know, Brady D is probably going to get in there at some point and it, yeah. at least run it out and you know, a little bit of option game. Speaking of Lichtenberg throwing it around, buy stock for Barry Jackson now. That he's he's he took 65 yards to a house on a little like screen pass. Uh, and he, I don't think even if someone would have caught up to him, I don't think they could have take, took him down because he was running hard. He wanted to get to pay dirt, and he he certainly did. I think uh, there's more to come from that young man for sure. Yeah, and he navigated traffic really well. Yeah, for a, sure. You know, a few uh, uh, shoestring tackles there, um, uh, just hauling, you know. 
sort of that kind of waddle run as you're like mm-hmm. realizing where you're at and trapped in the space. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that tunnel screen is great. Yeah. 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 By stock. I think, I think he's going to be fun to watch, uh, this year, if not years to come. Uh, what about what we talk a lot of offense here? We, there's a lot of questions about offense, right? I think there's sort of calmed some people's nerves a little bit, made us a little bit more cautious, cautiously optimistic. Uh, but the defense, they were the they're they're the marquee unit, right? What we what we think about them in week one? Yeah, it's I'm a defensive guy. If you if you uh, uh, which is probably sounds surprising to how much I've been raving about the offense, um, but uh, no, I mean they played like fantastic. Uh, Daniel uh, Graziak killed it. Um, you know he was everywhere for sure. Everywhere, yeah, playing with energy. Uh, it, you know the whole defense really. Anytime they made a huge play, they're out there just you know throwing some dance moves together in the end zone and uh, you know feeding off of each other. Uh, you gotta have guys like that who can who can inject that kind of energy in. Um, he was firing off the edge. Uh, you know, mostly a three technique, which you know, at that size, you're kind of like six eh, one playing on the edge like that. You don't see that too yeah. often. Um, yeah. and it's, we still haven't listed as a linebacker at that point, even though we got him playing on the end. So, but you know, he, I mean, obviously the uh, <laughs> the the Godfather showing out, doing what he needs to do. Briggs, sure. fellow Wanna Hills grad, what up? Uh, you know, playing hard. Phillips, uh. You know, also playing really well. It was good to see a legacy anti uh, Antoine Peak. Uh, I was just about to bring him up, dude. I thought yeah. it, it was so cool hearing. I mean, I mean, he got his name called out a handful of times. Uh, so it was cool to, to to hear that. You know, his dad played here in what the early two thousands, like two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two, and then what drafted? Uh, I think Houston. Yes. Uh, yeah, so it was it, definitely lo- love a legacy uh, and the namesake as well. So it's uh, it was definitely cool hearing hearing that. Um, but Deshaun Pace, another name we haven't brought up yet. He was he was flying everywhere as well. Uh, f- uh, threats and who was the other guy that had a pick? Uh, there were two. The other one, he had like back to back passes. The first one he could have caught for a pick six. Oh, Justin Harris. Justin Harris, and then at the very next play, he he did intercept it. So, uh, yeah. So again, uh, secondary was we had some questions about, and of course, we'll take it with a grain of salt. But at least they're they're functioning in the way that they should against uh, a, a lower level team. Yeah, I think the problem that the 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 potential problem with them will be what's behind any of the starters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, but those look like the cornerbacks that we've had, you know, over, I mean, obviously they were recruited by the pre- previous regime and they, they play to that standard that you expect from anyone who recruited through that, that, uh, um, that fickle era, um, you know, threats seems like he did not miss a beat. We already kind of knew he'd be taking that step this year, no yeah. matter who was here, um, playing fast, playing hard. Looks like he's wised up a little bit. So he's not completely cleaning guys out in risky ways. Um, obviously, uh, Pace playing that, that star sniper position really well. Um, yeah, I mean, no complaints. They really, they, you know, they, they 
calmed any fears. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm at least stable on that now. For sure. Uh, what about concerns? Yeah, Are there any concerns that you think you're like, we, we definitely need to watch out for this. Maybe it's a weakness that could get exposed uh, further down the line. I, I got one for sure. I, w- I want to hear what you, you have first though. Yeah. Uh, like I said, as I mentioned penalties, uh, we already talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I mentioned just a second ago, depth at the uh, defensive back right. position uh, experience with depth. Um, and then uh, I'm probably picking up what you're putting down run defense uh, yes, against sir. better backs. Uh, you know, if that yes, back sir. was a little bit faster and, you know, there wasn't such a talent difference, you know, mm-hmm. no one's catching him and running him down. Um, but there's a few times where they opened up some holes where you could drive a truck through. Yeah. They're, they're, if I'm not mistaken, their first driving score, I think they gained 60 yards. On the ground, maybe fifty to sixty yards, and, and chunk plays gave up. What did we give up? On, on we gave up one hundred and twenty-five on the day, which doesn't sound terrible, uh, but when you're giving up those chunk plays, those are going to the house against, you know, you know, better competition. So I, I think we got to look out for that for sure. Yeah, um, and again, it's game one, so it, it could just have been some freak moments, tired legs. Um, Cause mm-hmm. I mean, we did shut them down any other time they did try to run. Uh, most of those yards did come from big chunk plays where it was just a breakdown. So, you know, you, you hope more so that's a lapse than an actual, anything indicative of a, of a, a larger defensive problem. Um, You're right. Um, but yeah. you, you know, it's hard not to have uh, flashbacks um, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, uh, to, to Tulsa carving us up, you know, oh with power backs uh, and still, you know, ripping off six yard runs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about, I know, I mean, uh, Jones had the, the one strip sack on him. Uh, would this team giving the ball up be a concern to you at all going forward? Not yet. Um, I just think that was, uh, I want to say that was Emory getting a little too comfortable in the pocket. Mm-hmm. That kind of danger sense maybe died down a bit with us crushing them a little bit. Obviously you don't know what's anybody in anybody's higher mind. Uh, but um, with as clean as he played, I think it was just kind of a lapse. Um, he thought he had more time than he did, yeah. you know, and that, that, that pocket was really clean, even when it got tight a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So that could have been him just trusting that he was going to be fine, that no one was getting to him. Um, you know, I'd have to see more. It's at the back of the mind for now. It happened once, but definitely, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely agree with you there. Uh, the last thing, the thing that I, I really had of note, one thing that we talked about last week was uh, special teams. Uh, you know, I didn't know a, a ton about uh, our, our kicker uh, Carter Brown coming in from Arizona State, uh, and I, I like that he got a, a chance to knock one in from forty-seven yards out. Uh, looked like it looked like I had plenty of leg. Uh, so that that was, you know, if you can't score a touchdown, I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, we have a guy that can boot it. Yeah, he's at least good from 46. That was his long on the day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, 12 points contributed to the day on that. Um, with on his longer kick, it it was a little low on the launch, so mm-hmm. you kind of like, uh, kind of watched it float through and lose some steam there. Um, 
so I am interested to see what his uh you know limit is. Mm-hmm. Uh it hurt a little bit watching Co uh play for uh uh <laughs> the Tar Hills the other day. Uh because yeah. he was really a really good kicker. Um it, it's also uh interesting that we have a lot of specialists for different parts of our kicking game. Um yeah. you know, different punter, different long uh you know, which isn't too crazy at this point. Uh, different uh, kickoff specialist. Uh, uh, Mason Fletcher was definitely bored. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know he, he had one, he had one yeah. punt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he started warming up the, the first chance we would have had a chance to punt. We went on for it on fourth down. He walked out there and kind of bounced up and down and then saw they were going and kind of <laughs> wandered back over. Uh, yeah. But it was a great punt for the one he had. Um, Mason Fletcher doing Mason Fletcher things. Yeah. Rick's going rake. Yeah. I, on on Twitter this season, I'm going to try to do this every game. I almost forgot week one. I'm glad I didn't. But I'm, I'm putting this out there for, you know, after every game, your instant reaction, five words or less. So I want to read a, a couple of these here. Some of the better ones that I got on, on Twitter. Uh, I, I should have asked the the Discord. I did not. I will. Again, I'll be better next week. Is week one. Uh, the Den mm-hmm. said hot as F. Really fun. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, definitely agree so far. Uh, I am now cautiously optimistic from Zach Jones. Uh, Mike Schneed said, impressive day next week, huge. So uh, definitely looks sounds like uh, we, we caught some of attention or they caught the attention of, of some people here. Definitely people are tuned in now that uh, – you know, if maybe if we won, you know, 17 to three or, or, you know, it was a much closer game, people would have been like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. But they definitely came out in a dominating fashion and, and took this one. So it sounds like a, we have some people's attention. Yeah. No. Uh, shout to Zach Jones, uh, my old co host from back in the day when I was uh, on Bearcast Radio. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but cautiously optimistic is probably right, actually. Um, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, I feel comfortable now going into the pit game. Not necessarily that we'll win, uh, you know, or you know, blow them out for some reason. Um, but I know that we can compete. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Even if they are favored, I, I, I am now not worried for it to be like a drumming. Yeah, definitely. Not trying to go into to pit and, and get embarrassed. Some people in the Big 12 did get embarrassed this week, Darren. Uh, another poll that I put out on Twitter, and, and I want to I want to hear your thoughts on this as well. Who had the most disappointing week one in the Big 12? Was it Baylor, West Virginia, Texas Tech, or TCU? All four um, lost. Uh, you might want to add a fifth one on there, uh, BYU as well. Uh, oh, did, did BYU lose? They did not lose, but they struggled against old Sammy Houston uh, in their FBS debut. Oh, you're fourteen to zero. Yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah, that's that, that's a win, but didn't, that's not convincing. Yeah, uh, and more connections on that later as we get into the episode. You'll you'll be uh, surprised to know. Um, okay. uh, but TCU, I think they're a little overhyped. Uh, Colorado is a little underhyped. Um, okay. you know, with, with Oklahoma leaving, uh, them, you know, you know, brick, I want to say breaking the glass ceiling because we broke the glass ceiling, but them running through the glass ceiling behind us, uh, <laughs> um, and making it to the CFP and winning a game, uh, you know, really put them on a pedestal 
which is good. Give you know, give them their flowers. Yeah. Uh, but you heard a lot. Okay, well, if Oklahoma and Texas le- uh, leaving, it's TCU's conference to run now. Um, Oof. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I saw a lot of comments like that, and you know, going into the year. Um, you know, anytime you're ranking, they- losing against a, a non-ranked opponent that's new, uh, yeah. it's going to look bad. I think it's a little overhyped just because they were favorites. Um, uh, Texas Tech, Wyoming. I'm not actually too surprised by that. It was a really good game. Yeah. Uh, I stayed yeah. up watching that one. Really good uh, finish. Um, but Texas Tech has kind of been, you know, faltering for some years. Um, I probably would have to go with Baylor on that. Uh, definitely underperformed. Uh, <laughs> you are with the majority of 65% of people who, who, has, who has said Baylor. Uh TCU a, a distant second with twenty percent, but when you when you lose that badly, you definitely underperformed. Uh, I, I I could see I, I can see why people picked Baylor. I, I myself I kind of thought it was more Texas Tech when uh just because they had expectations ten well, you know ten wins this season uh they thought you know well, I mean they still can but like coming out week one you know everyone's possibly talking can they make it to the big 12 championship game uh can they win the big 12 even i think out of the the four expectations were was greatest for them because tcu your coach is sonny dykes i'm sorry to tell you but i mean uh <laughs> I, and you lost a ton of talent from from that team so those that's not a a good combination for you know becoming the the, the flag bearer of the conference but to me, it was Texas Tech just because of the expectations. Baylor, though, uh, no disagreement there because I thought uh, I thought they'd be better than that. Yeah, uh, I I definitely can concede some points out on Texas Tech just because of the, the expectations. Um, but the, I mean, here's the real thing. I, obviously, we're you know we are fans of the of the game. Uh, <laughs> hyped to be here. Hyped to to, to see these teams play. Uh, you think you know who's good, um, yeah. but it's week one. Um, you really don't know how good some of these teams are yet. Even with, you know, yeah. just one win, one loss under their belt, um, you know, uh, maybe Texas State is better this year than people anticipated. Um, uh, you know, uh, Wyoming, I mean, they, you know, they are, they have a lot of energy behind the program. Um, they've made some changes to their stadium. Uh uh, they've always kind of seemed to fight hard. Again, maybe better than they expected. Um, and even me kind of clowning BYU, maybe Sam Houston, you know, being an FCS power that they've been for so long, um, were able to recruit even better and get some more guys in for that transition yeah. and, and be more competitive. Colorado, TCU, again, maybe TCU has lost more than we, you know, really considered. Uh uh, maybe Deion's just a better coach than people have considered. Um, you really just don't know until you, you really get rolling. Um, yeah. week yeah. two, I think we're going, there's going to be a lot of questions answered. That's I mean, you have the, the, the slate for the Big 12 teams, like this is going to be a phenomenal, another great week, phenomenal week of, of football. I mean, especially, and I think it's you got Texas and Alabama sort of leading the 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 whatever the uh 
the lineup, I guess is what I'm looking for, but definitely plenty of, of good matchups. A lot of, uh, a lot of questions to be, to be answered week two. I hope I don't. Okay. This is, I don't know if I've, I definitely said this on the podcast before, but it, it might've been a long time ago, but I hate when coaches use the phrase measuring stick game. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that because that's saying, you uh, to me that that's saying well we don't expect to win the game we just want to you know measure how close we could possibly get uh i've heard many coaches say that i I heard fickle say that i've heard brian kelly saying that back in the day there's i mean outside of the the bearcats program too uh, of course i've heard it but i hate it when i hear my coach use that term and i i'm I i hope he doesn't use that term this week against Pitt. uh because I think it's a very winnable game for us. Uh, I definitely don't ex- definitely expect to compete, but oh, that's just a little pet peeve of mine. I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, now you know. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it it it's coach speak. That's really yeah. all it is. But coach speak, we call it. We give it a name for a reason. It's it's quirky and weird and has trends in it. Um, uh, you know, Sat may or may not use it. He's a talker, so yeah. <laughs> it may even he just it might even just slip out. Um, yeah, I you, you you will start to see at least some consistency uh, start to unfold. Uh, I'd say week four is kind of where you really have an idea, um, mm-hmm. just because week two some teams are still playing their FCS uh, opponents or uh, you know who they presume to be weaker opponents are paying games, uh, you know. But like you say, like for example, we got some like Ole Miss Tulane. That is an earlier yeah. matchup where you you really actually will see where someone what someone's made of, um, mm-hmm. but more often than not, it's just there's still a lot of like front filler games going on. Um, you don't see a lot of teams really trying to measure themselves. Um, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. Really, you have any anything else from from week one? Anything from the Bearcats or around college football? Anything else that we didn't hit on that you, you think we need to? Uh, talk about here, um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, it was kind of just more like a talent, uh, spread. Uh, you know, as uh, you know, because there's like the stopgap with you know, COVID and things like that, some of these guys they can trickle down, get spread around. Some of these, you know, lower teams are better than mm-hmm. they expect, uh, you know. The talent is, is is people want to play now more than anything. Maybe they get the bag, but they don't. Um, so it's hard to really say. Oh, this Mac school is an X school. Probably just going to whoop up on them. You know, our, our conference USA. The the landscape has changed a little bit. I don't know if it's going to stay that way consistently once things like that kind of uh, you know uh, dissipate. Uh, but it's really hard to take anyone lightly or it makes it a little bit harder to guess at some of those things. Um, then uh, I was also a fan of uh, the locker room celebration. Yes. Uh, <laughs> love hearing the fight song. I love that they like the fight song. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> flip side of that TCU, the one of the guys on Twitter was hot because that, you know, most of the players didn't do the all modder at the end. I saw yeah. that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I I'm not going to be bent out of shape if our players don't do the modern. But to see them do the fight song, you know, in the locker room, it, it shows they have some pride where they're at. 
good point. You're right. There was there was the uh, before that there was the uh, AD Cunningham giving a, the a game ball uh, for uh, Satterfield's first official win. Uh, so that was that was kind of sort of uh, preceded the the locker room celebration there. And then of course he got doused with water and and, and the fight song uh, echoed throughout the locker room. So yeah, that was that was a good scene. I, I did like that as well. Uh, plenty of good move, uh, moments in, in the press conference. Uh, like you, you brought up earlier, uh, Xavier Henderson is calling uh, Emory Jones the lunch lady. He made sure he made sure everyone ate. That was uh, some definitely good moments post game there for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, like uh, Sat's a funny guy too. So I think you, when you have you know guys like that, you can see them take that energy from their coach. Uh, he's making a joke about it. So I got this print up real fast, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's. You see people make those comparisons with him and Tommy Tuberville, but is it really just like kind of the draw and the the CEO style that you know? Yeah. I, I, I obviously it's one game, but I'm liking where I'm seeing, and I, I think that those fears should kind of be put the to the rest. So I like it, and mm-hmm. certainly put the put on the rest if we can beat Pitt on, on Saturday. So, uh. I want to preview Pitt here a little bit. I think that's a, I mean, classic Big East matchup here. We've had, we, the Bearcats, have had this river paddle trophy for, what, 11 years now? I think it's been a little over a decade since we've played Pitt, but we are traveling there with, well, I'm assuming this trophy is on the line. I don't, I don't know why it wouldn't be, so uh Trophy game matchup here week two. What, yeah. what, what, what are your reactions? I don't know if you looked into Pitt at all. They 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 beat up on Wolford, the Terriers, forty five to seven. Kind of to me a kind of similar matchup to us and EKU. Pitt went out, did what they were supposed to do. Did we learn anything from it? Maybe, maybe not. But we'll learn a whole lot more about them this week as they take on the Bearcats. Yeah. Um... Pitt, yeah, we haven't played them since, you know, uh, the George win coming out party. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> busting that run to start the game uh, all those years ago. Um, not too much. I, I think the only thing we've really confirmed at this point is that it, we're going to be some pretty evenly matched teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they... I'd, I'd say their their game was a little bit different than ours. Uh, they ran the ball into the end zone a lot. That's where a lot of those okay. points came from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they're not afraid to run the quarterback. Um, yeah. What he, quarter- he had 40, 41 yards and a, and a touchdown rushing. This is – I'm going to guess in pronoun- pronouncing his name as Jerkovic. I'm fine with that, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he replaces a uh, – uh, Caden Slavis, uh, who went to BYU. So okay, USC before that. So he was USC, played at Pitt for a year last year. Now he's at BYU, uh, you know, struggling against uh, Sam Houston. So there's nice your connection there. earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's huh. Um, Phil uh, played uh, at Notre Dame for his first three years. Okay. Um, he then went. Oh, sorry, first two years transferred to Catholic schools. Went to uh, BC after that for. The next three years, and now here he is, Pitt, to take the starting job. Um, 
he doesn't seem like he's going to lose you games necessarily. He's going to manage. Uh, Pitt plays a very, at least going off of last year, they play a very balanced style uh, of football. They only have their their passing only out outdid their uh, rushing by th- maybe like two hundred fifty something yards. Um, so they're pretty close uh, in mm-hmm. that regard. Uh, their defense ranked better than ours last year. Um, and ours was ranked pretty high, uh, top 15 defense at least. Um, yeah, I mean, on Saturday, they gave up negative one yard rushing. Uh, and that's, I don't care who you play, that's pretty good. When overall, the other team gained one negative yard, uh, while they themselves put up like 490 total, total yards of offense. So, uh, defense, uh, seems solid. Yeah, um, it makes you wonder, um, are they going to force us to be one-dimensional? I know we said we wanted to be a running uh, stretch uh, offense first to really get things going. Um, it makes you wonder if they're going to force uh, you know us to kind of beat them through the air. Um, again, week one, you don't really know how things shake out, what your identity really is going to be, who's to say. But based on what we're supposed to be, what we know um, – it seems like they're gonna they're gonna try to force us to go to the air and beat them. And we'll see what we can come up with there. I mean, if it's we're definitely uh, might have the the guys to, to answer that call. Uh, we'll, multi-dimensional running back room. Uh, I, you know, the offensive line is probably the biggest question there. Um, which I'm I'm glad that uh, it seems like they they held up pretty well week one uh, i mean with jones's uh escapability i think it might make them look better at times but yeah i think the, their defense will be something to be reckoned with and on the flip side of that I, looking just through their box score i didn't see one running back that really showed a lot of separation for them uh i know daniel carter was their leading rusher with 65 yards 11 carries I think, but it was it was pretty well spread out. So they might not have a, a bell cow, but they got – looks like it's by committee, or at least it was in week one. Yeah, uh, definitely by committee. Um, you know, while he had the uh, the uh, rushing stats, uh, at least as far as uh, distance goes, you know, uh, just one touchdown, Sebo uh, 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 Flimster – uh, had oh no, that's that's not Sebo. Sorry, uh, Rodney Hammond Jr. Uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> had two touchdowns. One of them on a busted play, actually. Um, the uh, Phil uh dropped the snap, kind of futzed around with it as he tried to pick it up, and uh, Rodney comes in, swipes it, picks it up, and finds the way into the end zone. Um, so who's to really say who we're gonna see again? It's kind of a scary week two matchup to have. Normally we'd be playing, you know, uh, we'd be playing Miami <laughs> at this mm-hmm. point before them. Uh, rivalry game, obviously, but tends to be uh, a little bit more outclassed talent-wise. Yeah. Um, so you have that time to figure out really who you are. Um, but week two, who's to really say? Any, I don't have anything else really for, for Pitt. Um uh, again, I think that's week one wasn't that telling. Uh, I mean, just 
very similar to, to how it's not necessarily telling for us. Uh, we'll be next Sunday. We'll, we'll know a lot more for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm at that point where it's uh, you just want to see how far your team can go. Mm-hmm. You want to enjoy the ride. A little bit of a honeymoon. Obviously, you want to win. You never want to lose. Um, I would love to go, you know, twelve and zero if I could. <laughs> right, um, of course. Uh, but again, I think pre evenly matched teams. Um, the actual game, they have us. Uh, no actual point spread, at least on. Actually, no, they do. We do. We get the line is currently uh, at uh, pit uh, minus uh, eight. So mm-hmm. over under forty eight. Uh, okay. Like I'm favored 59%. You know, it's our 42 or 40.2. So. so last week I asked you for a score prediction. You, you were definitely closer than I was. You, you said 42, 17 Bearcats. I went with 35, six. So I th- definitely think you were, you were closer there overall. Uh, and the last thing I, I really have to talk to you about here, Darren, as we wrap up your, your back-to-back week appearances on, on the show, uh, I want to talk about that line a little bit. You, you, uh, they opened up, uh, the Bearcats opened up as seven-point underdogs, and then from 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday to as we record this here in the evening, uh, that line moved up to eight. So if we're talking gambling, it's brought to you by the Bet Stamp app. It's not a sports book. It's a way for you to track all your bets across sports books in one location, as well as line shop to make sure you're betting the best odds. Download the Bet Stamp app and be sure to use the referral code GoBearcats. So, as the Bearcats are now at a as an eight point dog at Pitt, and you found the the over under. I hadn't seen that yet at forty eight. Do you like the Bearcats to cover? Um. Yeah. Uh. I. I'm confident that we uh, can win. I think that the favor should be flipped. Obviously, even teams away, you get they get the away bump on top of that, mm-hmm. um, and them being a standing power five longer than we have. Uh, but you know the Wofford game, empty stands. <laughs> uh, you'd think for uh, a city as proud as Pittsburgh, uh, more would show up, and who knows? Maybe they'll they'll come out for this rivalry game. Um, but I got a feeling, uh, it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a, a bare knuckle brawl. Uh, I think it's 24, 17 over the Panthers. 24, 17. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got locked in there. I, I, I thought the line was going to be closer. I thought it was going to be like three and a half or, or something like that. Um, I, I expected to be, uh, the dog in this one, uh, opening up at least. So seven, I thought that was, uh, that was, Kind of high there. Moved to eight. So uh, the 48, the over-under, I'm, pr- I'm probably going to stay away from that because I, I really don't know how this could go. I'd maybe lean towards the under, but you're 24-17. Uh, as you were saying that, I wrote down 27-24 Bearcats. So we're, we're right there, very close. We'll see if we can't uh, both be right again and, and the Bearcats get a win. But uh, I think I think we're both right there. It's going to be a close one. Like it. Oh, all right. There anything else that we we missed along the way here? We covered. We had a we covered a lot. We went from tailgating to all the way up to predicting the score a week two. Everything in between. I liked it. 
Uh, no, I think uh, last week would have been more electric if uh, you know we just had the fall weather <laughs> with it. For sure. Uh, can't wait to get back on campus. You know, leaves start changing colors a little bit. Um, that breeze is there. Uh, I think there's that just adds a little extra, uh, and I would have added a little bit extra to uh, the energy last week. No, absolutely, um, for yeah. sure, definitely. Well, I will, uh, I will see you if I don't see you before the Miami game. I, I will certainly see you there at, at the den, uh, and hopefully, it is a little bit cooler. We wore these uh, new black shirts that we got uh, for, for this season, so. I don't know. I don't know what color we're supposed to wear for the game. Uh, I know they switched it up on us here, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. First, we got to beat Pitt. So go Bearcats, beat Pitt. Let's do it. All right. I'll see you, Darren. See ya.